Hey, welcome back here to the Central PA Pour. I am Brett, and if you can see to uh, my left, Kevin is back in studio from traveling, and to my right is Mr. Dave. Two Dave's here. Yeah, 2024, guys. Not long away. Where the hell did 23 go? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe we've been doing this a couple years. We're at season four. Couple three. Yeah, we're in season four, so. Yep. Hey, don't forget to look us up wherever you get your uh, audio podcast at Central PA Poor. You can also check us on the link tree. Make sure you give us a like and subscribe on our YouTube channel at Central PA Poor. So we're having fun doing this little venture. Uh, we are in the new year, 2024. We do have some guests sitting in studio, and we have an interesting story that we're going to learn about them. So let me introduce you them t them to our studio. Welcome to the Central PA Poor. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Who do we have sitting across the table from us? Well, my name is Dean Yawkey. And I'm Katie Yawkey. All right, welcome. And you guys are here with Whiskers Brewing. Yep. Out yep. of Newville. Correct. Yep. Little Newville. Whiskers. That I'm assuming that is something with pet friendly. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm you guys have pets. Is that what you wanted? I'm just trying to get a get a gauge where the name came from. Well, actually the the logos are two bulldogs. And those are um one one was our bulldog and one is my daughter's bulldog. Okay. And so they became immortalized as our logo. Oh, okay. Jingo That's and Nittany. Jingle what, and Nittany. Jingle is the white bulldog, and Nittany is the white and brown bulldog. Or do they help you brew, Dean? Actually, they had bed, yes. They <laughs> okay. had in. Uh, I mean, they don't do much, but nothing, um, <laughs> which is uh, basically what bulldogs do. Keep us company. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's, that's awesome. Um, and you guys started in 2021 or 22? Well, the the the... The licensing and everything started in 21, and then uh, we were hoping to be open in March of 22. Okay. And and then we got a little sidetracked. <laughs> and that was, I think, a fire, correct? Correct. Um, it was on February 28th. It was easy to remember that date. <laughs> and less than two weeks from that, we were supposed to open. Uh, we had the beer brewed, the food ready, uh, everybody hired, and um, less than a week before that, we had... Uh, received from Amazon a little eight-port USB charger, which we we're going to use to charge all our POS tablets, and and evidently it uh, it caught fire. Really? Oh my yeah. god! And it was in a very short period of time. We actually, uh, my general manager was there until three forty-five that day, and I got there at four eleven. And, and by that time, she had left at three forty-five, and by four eleven, we were we were on fire. Holy mm. shit! That's mm -hmm. and. I, I think part of the problem was, um, well, I, I should also say that I have a camera system set up so I, I could see the inside. And I actually could see inside looking at exact position where that unit was until 3.56. So where it's even less amount of time, about 15 minutes or less, that this right. happened. But our bar is a epoxy bar. And I think what happened when this thing caught fire, it just had fuel. Oh, yep. my. And boom. Wow. It's like a hibachi table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I looked in the window, the bar is an L, and you saw a flame that was probably about five inches high just going down it and around the corner. 
on the bar. You mentioned hibachi. The, the <laughs> Japanese chef wasn't standing there flipping, yeah, I mean, that's flipping at your socket. Could have been. Could have been. I tell you what. I, I, I remember the story because yeah. uh, we had mentioned yeah. about you guys opening up. And then a week or two later, was like, we had a story. It was like, holy shit. Right. Wow. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what goes through your mind? I mean, everything. Well, so you have to understand, this is, this is sort of like my second venture. Um, and and the, the best way I can put it is that I, when I decided to do this, I had to make sure that I could do it with my own means. Mm-hmm. And what that meant was no bank loans. Sure. So in other words, it, it was devastating. But um, with insurance, everything was covered completely. And I kind of knew that in the back of my mind. I'm like, I think we're okay. Um, because even if we can't open, it's not as if I have these loans that I have to worry about. But right. it was tough because... Um it was because we did all the work. Like initially, yeah. like I did the painting. It just it's you hard. Know, we had somebody do the flooring, but yeah, he like hooked everything up. I mean, we pretty much did it all. And then after the fire, we're like, we're not doing this again. <laughs> somebody else is going to do this. So, and my daughter, I don't. You guys, I'm not sure if you've been in yet, but we have um, pet paintings um, on the walls, and she painted all the pet paintings. And fortunately. Hmm. Before the fire, I videotaped um, all the paintings to show her where we had them placed. Yeah, you know, so then she could remember what to repaint. So just some little things, you know, that we were able to get back um, because we took photos or have videos. But I I can't imagine what, like Kevin said, what's the thought process? What you were thinking? Like you know, it's devastating. But you guys bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm I'm a very impatient person, as in you know I'm I'm I want to get things done. I you know I I'm I'm a workaholic in a way. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily workaholic. I'm a busybody and like like to be busy. Yep. Um, and so for me, the whole renovation process was great because I enjoyed it. But I but I was uh, you know the, the plumber, the electrician, um, not not to some. Um, some extents they had there was a guy there that was doing all of the major stuff and stuff that had to be inspected and stuff like that um but like building the bar you know or framing you know that was all the stuff i did and did, um and, and you you had all the beer brewed the kitchen was ready to go we did and we have part of the reason um you know that it's pet themed is we want to be pet friendly so we have an outdoor courtyard area that we have astroturfed and we have tables and umbrellas where people can bring their pets. Nice. So we utilize the outdoor space to get rid of the beer that was saved. Well, <laughs> exactly. What, yeah. So what, what happened was we, I remember that was a Monday night and I get up on, on Tuesday morning and, and Katie and my other daughter was there and I'm like, what are we going to do with this beer? And they're the ones who said, Hey, Let's sell it. Let's let's put it on Facebook and and so we put up a tent outside in that area real quick and put it on Facebook and we had people three blocks long. Yeah, the community was in. incredible. It was amazing. I mean, it was so supportive. Yeah. And and yeah. speaking of the community, I, m- I remember the story you guys. I saw it on Facebook that you guys were doing that. Now I was going to ask how much of the beer did you lose, but I don't think you lost we, any. No, no, we didn't lose any. In fact, the funny thing was I had a nut brown ale that was fermenting during the fire. And so the next day on Tuesday, I go in, and, and I look down at the bucket of water, and I'm like, holy crap, it's still fermenting. <laughs> it might have fermented a little faster last night. Yeah. But. <laughs> but Newville, you guys are the first brewery or... 
in Newville for, well, for how long? Well, since 1939. So Prohibition would have shut everything down in 1939. Yep. And it, it just so happened that throughout the years, nobody had ever ventured into this or tested it or tried to see because they are a dry township. And the thing that they didn't know, and I didn't know, but as soon as I heard that they were going to have a vote, which would have been May 21, no, I'm sorry, March 21, they were going to have a vote to go wet. I start to do my research, only to find out that as a manufacturer in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, it doesn't matter if you're in a dry township. The LCB will still give you a brewing license because you're a manufacturer, mm-hmm. and you're allowed to sell what you manufacture, both for on consumption on-premise and to go. Oh. So it made no difference, but if, it was great that they went wet, but it wouldn't have made any difference once I found out. Interesting. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. And damn, we might have to do that here in Dover. <laughs> 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 but you, you mentioned about the community. So the community really backed you guys oh, to, to yeah. rebound. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, they were buying anything we could sell. They were buying our beer. They were drinking it there, buying beer to go. They were uh, T-shirts, anything. They're like, what can we buy? What can we buy? So it that's, was, that's, that's great to and hear. And they waited in line. It was, yeah, it was February, well, March. So it was probably 50s, 60s. It wasn't too bad maybe 40s it was we were really lucky it just happened to be a little nicer Mm -hmm. that that yeah it wasn't a snowstorm or a blizzard or anything like that yeah now when go ahead no go ahead i was just when when rebuilding did you change any well so again when i was saying i'm a little bit of an impatient person because i'm you know i always like to do things and get stuff done there were many things that were beneficial in 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 being patient, which was difficult for me. <laughs> um, for instance, the windows uh, in the front were these old, uh, old bay windows. Uh, I don't know, sixties or seventies. The the actual building was built in about eighteen ninety. Oh wow, that's um, an old building. And so oh, yeah. when it when it burnt on the inside, luckily. It's what they refer to as a balloon frame. And a balloon frame, if you don't know what that is, yeah. is you basically have, let's say, a two-by-four in the middle of the wall, and you have basically wood slats on the outside and wood slats on the inside, inside. and that forms the wall, yeah. and inside's a cavity. So when, it, when they had to gut everything, they had to gut it down to the studs on the inside, only to find out that luckily the fire never got into those cavities because that would have been, that would have been a total loss of the building. Right. There was also no insulation. So now you got insulation. <laughs> so, I mean, the insulation was technically the drywall, you know, that was yeah, attached okay. to these wood Absolutely. slats. So now we're completely insulated. Um, with the windows, they were these old base-style windows that didn't open up. And now we have the type of windows that telescope open. Mm-hmm. So now we can be completely Like accordion, they come the whole way. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, in, out of the ashes came something good. In, yeah. in the original uh, layout, the, uh, the tap system came from the ceiling. Um, down, I kind of put it from the ceiling coming down the wall. Um, but now that they had to remove that wall, because that wall was pretty toast because that's where that unit was. So I said to him, I said, listen, can we do a, six, a two by six wall instead of two by four? And that way we can build the tap system into the wall and bring the lines in and everything, which we did. So now the tap system is much nicer. It's built into the wall. Um, upstairs, we didn't have a completely separate tap or bar. And uh, this time we did, so now we have a great little rental room, hmm. which has its own bar and own tap system as well. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, did you, did you uh, uh, get any kind of remuneration from the uh, the company that built the? <laughs> no, I tell you what, I did contact <laughs> Amazon just to see. Yeah. I, I'll be honest and tell you that insurance was great. Um, I don't own the building. 
Um, the gentleman owned the building actually asked me when I moved in what insurance I had, and he went and got the same agent. And so we had the same agent. So there was no there was no fighting between agencies mm-hmm. because it was all just Erie Insurance, and they were fantastic. Yeah, Erie's pretty um, good. I, I'm not sure that I lost anything. That's you know, other than 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 time and yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. the uh, the the knowing what we had and what we had done and the effort we put forth, but uh, and the guy that owns uh, the building, Jeff Bowder, he was he was incredible. He's like, what what do you want done? Tell me what how you want it done. You know, so we were working together the entire time, and you know, he said, you want to do this, you want to do that. He said, now's your chance to make any changes. Yeah. So yeah. the the actual cold room, our our walking cooler, um, we. Uh, we had bright tanks in there, um, and there were bright tanks in there. There were kegs in there, and whenever the firemen got the fire out, they come running outside and they say, "Dean, Dean, the, the beer spraying all over the bar. <laughs> I assume it's under pressure." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, it is. Jeez." So we went into the cooler, opened the door, and it's 35 degrees. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The cooler said, somehow yeah. stayed at 35 degrees. So we, you know, turned everything off. And so the, sure. that's why the beer was all saved. Oh, I thought you were going to put a tap on and tell the fireman, hey, just <laughs> come on by. Well, so so what we did, though, so although we had, we did sell it um, that following Tuesday, and then we sold again that following Saturday just to kind of go through some of the inventory. As we got into April and May, we still had inventory and it was cold because what they did was they, within two days, they got, um, uh, electric just to that room so it could remain cold and being March it helped staying cold yeah, yeah. Um, but then what I ended up doing was I ended up putting a hole through the wall to the outside and I actually ran lines from the bright tanks and the kegs out to jockey boxes okay and then we were able to be open when it was nice out over the summer and continue to sell um, we just put it on Facebook hey we're open this Friday and Saturday it's going to be nice weather and um, that I, way we were continue to sell. I, I do remember seeing that. Yeah. So, yeah. And we served the beer end. We had a couple of local establishments that they would deliver pizza down if somebody could order from <laughs> from the courtyard, from our courtyard, and then they would just deliver or they would run up and get it and eat. So, hmm. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I do believe we have a beer sitting in front of us. We do. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about this beer here, Dean. Well, this is called Mastiff Vanilla Stout. Um, this is a recipe that I made when I was home brewing with one minus, and that's the bourbon. Um, mainly because I, as, as a brewer and not a distillery, I can't add the bourbon to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a home brew version that uh, was upscaled. Is this, is this a flagship or is this a once-a-year release? Or? Um, no, we, we've found to keep this on tap. This, okay, this so seems this to be, is, yeah. So when we do come, this will be on tap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we, we like uh, on tap and a little fresher than what we're drinking today. <laughs> we, we like the dark stuff. We do. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Mastiff Vanilla Stout. Stout. Yeah. I get the coffee and that roasted coffee notes out of it. Yeah. Not as much vanilla as I'd like. A little bit. A little bit. That's good. It is pretty good. It's really good. Usually, most of my beers that are like a flavored, like a vanilla, or uh, we do a blueberry IPA. Mm-hmm. We also do the the um, Great Pyrenees. We'll try later. That to, to me, I've had so many beers that are so overpowering with the flavor that most of mine are designed to be extremely subtle. I was just going to say that because yeah. it, it you can still taste the levels of the flavor. 
but it's it's you're like you said it's very subtle and yeah. it's, it's yeah. smooth and nice. It, I like it. So you were mentioned you can't put the bourbon in the beer. <laughs> well, right, I can't I can't manufacture it with the bourbon in the beer, or I can't put it in the secondary and store it overnight in a keg. But this would um, be really good in a barrel age version. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, like, like twelve said, months would be a perfect. <laughs> yeah, see, and my my problem is our space. We are so small. I I don't. Uh, I did mention that we're a two-barrel brewery, mm, okay. so we may be the smallest one you've ever <laughs> had on here. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Yeah, um, it might be. But, you know, we, we have room in our basements, and we wouldn't mind trying it every month. <laughs> right. you know, just, <laughs> we'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> no, that's very good. It's, it's I'm get definitely yeah. get a little hint of the vanilla, like you were saying. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the stout is definitely there. It's 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 a, it's a nice coffee. smooth coffee stout on there. That that back end, it's really good. That is good. Um, what would you do different if you said you the vanilla is not there? And I, I understand because oh, I, you don't actually, want the flavors to, to no, no, overpair actually, the I, beer. I, I wouldn't. Um, and I, I would. What's on tap right now may just have a slight more vanilla, but it's it's not going to be hugely noticeable, right? Um, but because, uh, like I said, I'm not sure how long I've had this and when this was actually made. <laughs> <laughs> Because this was sitting in my personal collection at home for a, a okay. while, as are all these cans. Did you say you brought extra of this? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you you started as with a brew kit. Yeah. So, so uh, Katie created a monster. She she absolutely did. Um, did and, you think it was going to save money? You know what? I actually I just did it for something for. Dino to do, you know, and I just thought it'd be fun. And we had a little sign in the basement. What does it say? Something brewery, Yaki's Brewery. Oh, yeah. You got me a sign. This is Yaki's yeah. Brewery. Yaki's cool. Brewery. And we have like a little bar set up. So I just thought that would be the extent of it. They keep him busybody. Exactly. I mean, our other business keeps us busy as well, but. I was thinking maybe retiring at some point, but then this came up. So, <laughs> well, no, I, I I joke with her about that because when I had this idea, that's exactly what she said. She said, "Well, aren't we going to like think about you know retirement sometime soon?" And I said, "Oh no, oh, this wow. is retirement." <laughs> <laughs> now you you had another job, or do you still have? I that? still I still I own a company called Phantom Entertainment. Okay. And with Phantom Entertainment, um, before COVID, we were quite large in that what we would provide is entertainment services for colleges and schools. Um, I mean, to the extent, when I say large, to the extent where in 2019, we did the National College Championship in Santa Clara, California, wow. where we took out, uh, might have been a mechanical bull, some kind of bouncy, and a thing called a stunt jump, which is a 28-foot ladder, metal ladder you claw, crawl up. And then you just jump onto the equivalent of a moon bounce bag. And uh, we still do that to this day, but COVID made us a little smaller. But the great thing about it is we're, the company's doing well because not only did it make it uh, smaller, it made us smarter. Right. And so work we, we smarter, feel, not harder. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we feel we're, we're actually doing better than before COVID in a smaller environment. Because you don't have Less as many travel. employees as well. Because we right. probably had, I don't know, 40 part time employees. And now maybe we have like 20. More like 20. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's, your, that's your company. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've oh. uh, been doing that since 1979. Wow. You've been around I, for some time then doing that. I actually started it when I was a junior in high school under the same name. And at that time, though, it was a disc jockey company. 
where we, we just did disc jockey type services. Sure. And then throughout the 80s and the 90s, we, we would have uh, entertainers out uh, every Saturday, if not during the week, uh, maximum of 10. So we could be two, doing 10 different events, 10 different weddings on a Saturday somewhere. Oh, boy. And then the end of the 90s, we first invested in um, a, uh, oh, a Velcro wall. And the funny thing is, you might have remembered seeing something on David Letterman. That was where it first debuted. And then we jumped into it and got those. And now we have uh, roughly around 150 different inflatables, a bunch of mechanical bulls, mobile zip line. We have mobile escape rooms. Wow. Spider um, just, jumpers like the trampoline things. Where you're... Yeah. To, to go back a little bit, did you personally climb that ladder and jump? And... I have done it, yes. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's funny. It's the scariest thing, but it's very safe. You know? yeah, yeah. But it just it, that, that the pad's kind of like what firefighters would use if you're jumping yeah. out of a building. Yeah. And, uh. the, the funny thing about it is, is that it looks like you're falling a much greater distance than you really are, because you're you're at 28 feet, but the bag is at about 10 feet. Oh. But it you, when you're up there, you it just looks like you're you're diving off the Grand Canyon. But you know, I, I know when I did my first bungee jump off one of those units, it was in here at the York Fair. I did 150 it was 150 feet, Mm-mm. and that big mattress looked about oh, okay. the size yeah. of a half a dollar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you know they they always say I'm going to count to three, and the person that was in front of me, they, they came go. back down. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he opened the gate, said one. I'm like. Done because the longer you stand there <laughs> right, and think, think about, about it, it you're not, not going to do it. That's yeah, true. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah. so you you went from home brewing on a kit, correct? Which you were telling us off air before when we sit that, sat down here is it was almost like a curry. Yeah, it, it was called Pico Brew, and and <laughs> what it was is you you got it as a kit form where you had I'll call them pods. You had a pod that was all the hops, and then you had a, a larger pod that actually had the grain in it. And, and you stuck it in this plastic container, and you stuck it in the Pico Brew, and the Pico Brew was connected to just a little five-gallon um, a corny keg, and and it did everything. It pretty much did everything. Hmm. And then I advanced from that to um, they had a bigger unit, which was a Z1, which actually is more like brewing because although you, you did put stuff in containers for the pods or for the hops, you were mixing the grain. You were, you know, doing all that. So it became more like brewing. And then I did get a uh, Zyborg, I think it was called, or, okay. or Bruzilla. I can't remember which one. It's a Grainfather knockoff. Um, so I could do. I think mine did up to nine gallons. Okay, so you had a big um, unit, yeah. Or yeah. just a little five gallon, and that was yeah. a step up for for a Christmas present last year. Yeah. Um, because I need, I wanted to start making my own recipes. But the more you make them, the more you have to yeah. drink. So. Yeah, we're finding that out. That five gallons of beer does not go very far. No. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of let the cat out of the bag. So she got me the beer kit in December of 2019. Okay, so this okay. is fairly new. So I am a very inexpensive inexperienced brewer. <laughs> but the way I, I look at it, I did see you traveled and. and you went to another brewery to learn and yeah, enhance your skills? Yeah, uh, a guy named Tom Hennessy 
runs an immersion course out in Colorado, Montrose, Colorado, uh, a Colorado boy brewing. And um, we went out and spent a week with him, and we did absolutely everything. Um, not only the brewing processing, but also business stuff. Um, and they were pretty much an open book. They yeah. actually helped us identify what our profit and loss should be, what our expectations should be. And I, I honestly don't think I'd be brewing the beer that I'm brewing today without having done that because there were just some little things that they taught me that I never had expected. Mm-hmm. So while he was brewing beer, I was like following the manager around, you know, um, learning a bit about running a restaurant slash brewery. That's which which we've name. never done anything no, like that. Uh-uh. We have no, no. Experience. I never ran a cash register before, so I mean. <laughs> so, I think it's great that you are doing this together. <laughs> Even though she wants to retire, <laughs> but how did that acquaintance be, get? How did you get to that acquaintance to, to be able to do that? Well, at, at Phantom, we we have to work together already. Um, you know, because I'm doing a lot of the things with Phantom, whether it's it's equipment or working with employees and staff. Whereas at Phantom, she does a lot of the HR stuff, yeah. uh, scheduling and things like that. Scheduling, so payroll, hiring. We were yeah. able to exist in the same office and, and work married. together. And you're still married. <laughs> But how did you get to, to know the brewer? Where did you meet them? Oh, Tom Hennessy. Yes. Um, it, it was, I tell you what, it was just, I was looking online to figure out how can I help myself? How can I learn more and, and do more? Um, when So 2019, I got the beer kit. COVID hits March of 2020. Okay. Yep. And Phantom, <laughs> we were pretty much dead in the water. Uh, to give you an example, in uh, April and May, um, we generally do one quarter of our gross revenue of the entire year in April and May. And you weren't deemed and, necessary. No. Well, 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 no, no, but no, but the thing is, in 2020, because COVID hit, and and we're all based with doing schools and colleges, they all went online. So we're we did nothing. goose egg. Yeah. In yeah. April and May. Yeah. And I actually have to tell you that it was my first taste of, so this is what retirement would be like. (laughs) (laughs) And I was bored, and I was brewing out the wazoo. I mean, Mm. I was brewing multiple times a week and uh, just trying different recipes, and I I probably threw half of what I made out. I was getting ready to ask you, what would you do with all the beer? Do you got like this huge system in your house? (laughs) No, no. No, but the funny thing was I probably threw half of it out. The other half of it, probably only half of that was really edible, but I drank it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We've done that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a we we tried to do a kit beer raspberry I did a Kolsch kit okay and okay. tried to put yeah. raspberry to it and uh, yeah. it didn't come out too well <laughs> it was drinkable we kept saying it was good yeah <laughs> but he was reading books looking online and that's how we got that's how I found Tom Hennessy yeah. yeah and he has a lot of well known uh, breweries under his name that throughout the world uh, one that I can think of here in PA Yards oh so he's with Yards Brewing no he. They came out and did his course. Oh, okay. okay. And there was another one I can't think in Reading, um, and we actually visited. We stopped the, there, yeah. I can't. Yeah, the guy there. sold it though afterwards. We showed up, and he wasn't actually there. It's like they a little old schoolhouse, yeah. Yeah, oh. but uh, it wouldn't be chatty monks or anything like that, was it? No, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't remember. It was a fire hall, an old fire hall. I thought it was an old schoolhouse. No, it was fire hall. Oh, okay, yeah. huh? That's that's awesome that you know you you met somebody. And they yep. were open, and you went out there to expand. Yep. So this dream of opening your brewery from this beer kit, <laughs> being inexperienced as you're calling yourself, right? That's a big step. Well, yeah, y- yes. I, I mean, 
the, the thing that, that I kind of quickly understood was when I did this research on licensing to identify that, you know, in this day and age, if you're a restaurant and you want a liquor license, you have to go find one that you have to buy. Right, and right. it could cost you anywhere from 500000 to a million bucks to get that license. Whereas a brewery, you, you basically just have to show them financials and paperwork, and they've got to think you're okay. And next thing you know, you know you're, you're going to be able to get a license. So the cost of getting a license is, is very minimal compared to like a restaurant or anything like that. Yeah, because what, what, what I'm understanding and talking to some of the other people is if you're getting that, you're doing just – the Pennsylvania Spirits, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it's a whole different license than just a like a liquor, or right? Regular well, liquor license. We're, as a brewery, um, so so we're licensed as a brewery. Uh, it's a regular G license, but because we're based in PA, we can also sell um, any distilled products from anybody who manufactures in PA, as well as like wine. Um, we've chosen to work with Big Spring Spirits out of Belfont. Um, they're just great people to work with, and and their stuff is good. And they've been in business long enough that they've gotten to the point where where now their distilled products are good. <laughs> and and it was funny because when they when the guy first came in and, and we reviewed some of the products, he said, Dean, he says you're hitting us at the right time. He said if you would hit us when we first started, oh, it was horrible. But what are you going to do? You can't age. Yeah. You know, so now everything's aged properly, and it tastes really good. That's good. Yeah, and that's they're good. Big Spring, and Newville's in the Big Spring School District, and yeah. the Big Spring. We just it? thought it spring was a play on there, words so yeah. that, that people see these bottles that say Big, Big spring, spring Distillery, yeah. and they're like, where's that in town? Yeah. <laughs> Not, but it's Yeah, I was going to say, Big Spring's <laughs> a little small. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you, how's business been since the relaunch? Which it's been great. So what we did was after the fire, again, we had done the two days to kind of get rid of some of the beer. And then over the summer, when we had nice days, we'd continue to do beer. We finally got open September 22nd. Um, and what we did, we kind of probably opened a little bit earlier than this, but we timed it with um, Oktoberfest. Yeah. So we do we do the true Oktoberfest as it is in Germany, which is the third week in September. Okay. So that was our goal. That was our opening for the inside, and then we had our Barktoberfest uh, ready to go. Um, and then two months later, November <laughs> is when we finally uh, got the kitchen open. And it's been amazing to me with food, just the difference that even that has made in terms of bringing people in. Yeah. 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 Know. We've mentioned that um, those who have a kitchen. Do seem to do more better than just a regular tap room, yeah. right? To try and survive, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. normally when you go to drink, you do want to eat something, right? Yes, you right. know, right? We, we hired. We were looking for. A I cook. do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to eat. <laughs> we were looking for a cook, and I truly believe we got a chef. Okay. Oh, yeah, he, good. He's fantastic. We do fairly simple foods like flatbreads. I saw and, that on there, yep. Um, paninis. But I, I'm telling you, the flatbreads to me, and I watch him make them, and he's just amazing what what emotion he puts into creating <laughs> these pizzas. Yeah. You know? He's into and, it, yeah. And people seem to... And he has uh, his own ideas, and yeah. yeah. Well, you, you kind of said it, you know, having that small kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you... That opens up the variety of your customer, your clientele mm -hmm. yep. coming in, because yeah. it's not just the drinkers. It's right. it's the family. It's the dogs. Right. You know, right. it's it's the different generations. You know, the different age groups. Yeah. yeah. Next summer, yeah. I'm hoping to put uh, like something dog friendly on the menu, like hot dogs or burgers. Well, or something, so you know? you'll think this is funny. What she's talking about is actually having on the menu that you can order something for your dog. Yeah. Nice. Ground beef. 
hot dog <laughs> or dog chow. That's said in your commercial that way. <laughs> and, and and the thing is, you know, people often treat their pets, you know, like their kids. Yeah, we know. do. Yeah, <laughs> and and so I, we we think that might be a hit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think you're you, right. You might be you might be on because they already there. get water and they already get treats. So yeah, yeah. yeah our, our staff has been told that when when pets arrive outside that we are to attend to the pets before the humans. <laughs> so the pets get their water and a biscuit before the humans get their beer. I think one of the funniest commercials that I saw was that it's a Chewy commercial where that little Chihuahua dog and the big dog's like, oh, that's the peanut butter box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that commercial. So now that, yeah. I got, now that I have to take medication, I'm like, oh, she goes, what are you doing? I said, fill my peanut butter box. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, my. So it looks like we have another beer sitting here. Sure. Tell us a little bit about this beer. Well, this is our That's Irish good. setter, Red <laughs> Ale. You get the theme, right? It's I am all, getting all a dog theme. Dog or cat or whatever I, name. It's yeah. all it's all and, dogs. Yeah. Even though Whiskers is on a cat, so it's all dog themed. Well, no dogs have whiskers. Well, I know, but yeah. I'm just I, I, when I hear Whiskers, I'm thinking oh, of thinking I'm cat. thinking of a cat. Yeah. Like well, we have a lot of cat photos up and. We don't have any cat names, do we? Actually, I don't know that we truly know. have cat names on the beers yet. So that that sounds like something we need. Well, to My consider. daughter's pushing it, so yeah. <laughs> so this is this is a, a Irish a red ale, basically an Irish red ale, correct? And it's called yeah. Irish Setter. Tell, tell us a little yeah. bit about this. Is this a staple, or I mean, you can see this it's is also a staple. Nice amber um, color. It is, and uh, I uh, this is one of my favorites that I make, um, and uh, uh, you know, just the flavors that I get out of it is something. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to the Irish Setter Red Ale. It's smooth. Oh man, that's it's very good. One of the things that that I wanted to try to accomplish when it came to being in Newville is that I knew right away that when people walked in, that in Newville they have no idea what a craft brewery is. And that that people would sit down and the first thing they're gonna say is I don't understand your menu. What's like a Bud Light? Yeah, and and so I I knew that, that uh, many of my beers had to be something that was drinkable and not hoppy, or it just wouldn't fit with the community. Yeah, because that's yeah. that's a conception, a misconception. Oh, and they hear craft. Oh, I don't like all that hoppy beer. Well, that's whatever. me. Like when we go to. Is that what you were going to say? When, when we go it. to breweries, I'm the one that the bartender hates because <laughs> I say, what do you have that's like a light beer, like a Corona, like a you know, Miller That's Light. my wife. And, yeah. and they're sitting there giving me these little samples. No, no, no. And, you know, so well, even some of this, I'm the same way. I'm my like, wife's like. Order. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'd, we'd, get, we'd always laugh that, that my daughter and my son, we'd go to the craft breweries with her, and we'd always make her go up and order, and we'd stand back. Because we didn't want to be, we didn't want to be thought of being in the same, same group. Um, but, but what I saw was is that so many of the breweries um, would not have something that she could drink. Yeah. And, and right away. And so I should step back and say, I'll say, so COVID hit. And all of a sudden, you know, COVID's inside only. You can be outside with, you know, but you won't have COVID. <laughs> and so what we would do is we would travel around and we would actually support breweries. We'd go and and, and I can't tell Sit you how many times. In winter coats. Oh, in we winter coats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just did the same thing. Just yeah. to support. But to me, this is all research. Oh, and, and and part of the research was was you know seeing what they were offering and understanding. And and I have to tell you, I was not an IPA guy. 
at all before this journey started, and now I am. Yeah. You know, I, I like Same, it. Yeah. But we we would go into a brewery and we'd send her up, <laughs> and and she'd say, "What do you have that's like a Miller Lite?" And right away, you'd see the waitress go, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "That's the wrong impression." Right. You know, you want to be able to say, "Hey, we have this and this and this," not that you're kind of half disgusted because they don't get craft beer. <laughs> yeah. So, in in many of my beers, that uh, I would say at least half that it's designed to be very drinkable and not hoppy. Right. Nice. You know. So, do you lager any of yours? Do you have the capabilities of lagering a beer? Absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I didn't my actually. Favorite. I didn't bring any lagers. Come to think about it. Well, um, that, the only reason I ask is, you know. Not a lot of places. Not everybody can lager the beer because no. it's a, it's a specific. My favorite's a Mexican Chihuahua lager. <laughs> you, you have to, you know, it's got to be at a certain temp for X amount of weeks yeah. to get it properly lagered. Uh, but you know, for for that Bud Light or Miller Light person, you'd want to lean them towards more of a, a Hellas lager. Which is a light beer. What what we usually do when they come in, or we'll, we'll, we'll offer them either my blonde ale, or we'll offer them the uh, Mexican. And usually, nine times out of ten, they choose a blonde ale. Which over is the Mexican, over the Mexican, when yeah. they want to do a, a Bud Light, I choose a Mexican because um, we put a lime in it. You know, right. <laughs> it, it's really close to being like a, a Corona. Yeah, um, my do, my do system, although we're only two barrel, my system is completely glycol controlled. So they're completely, it's a unijacket system. So we're able to logger and keep stuff at uh, right in the tank, know, 50, yeah. 50, 54 degrees for lagering, and you know, not a problem. That's well, good. Yeah, I'll do that with my wife. You know, you'll you said you'll send her up, and I'm. Sitting, <laughs> So when I do go out, I have to find a place that you know, has food and yeah. something for her right, right outside right, yep. the beer. Yep. But I'll be like, oh, honey, you got to try this. Yeah. And she'll be like. That's me. No, this that's is, we me. love that. This is that. that that's uh, what I do. That's her face. We all laugh about, you know, we're going to I don't get like sours. Things. I can't drink no. sours either. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you shaking your head for, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> I'm not a. I, I, I am not a sour person. Come on now, you were you were secretly admiring the sours. Yes, I was. Right, sure. <laughs> it's funny because we're two opposites, Brett and I. I'm very impatient, so we'll get in a place and I'll give my wife about six seconds to figure something out, <laughs> and then I'll just go up and get her something. And, and Brett's so calm and collected because <laughs> he wants to stay. <laughs> I, my wife just used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man, he wants her to stay there so he can have a couple more drinks. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's the question is, are you okay to drive? Yeah, I've only had four. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Will you pass the test? Well, honey, one beer you don't pass the test. <laughs> yeah. 0.08. I mean, that's just <laughs> sniffing a bottle cap. Yeah. Just because we like 10 percent or better. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just like reading the label. Just your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we we prefer the, the heavier, darker stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, okay. the yeah. barrel age stuff is what kind of kick-started us down this this cobblestone road, so to speak. I mean, the the Goose Island, um, the the Boulevard barrel age stuff. It just okay. was, yep. that's what really pushed us down. This, but like my palate is completely expanded. I will drink <laughs> everything and anything under mm. the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might not drink a lot of it, but I'm going to drink it. Yeah, and if I if I give it a low score, it's not that it's a bad beer. It's just it wasn't for my palate. Right, it right, wasn't yeah, your cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do you have that on untapped? I mean, because yes, we've heard from brewers that don't like untapped. They do like untapped. Well, now listen, I have to tell you that at yeah, we're all on untapped. And at first, 
when I was getting reviews and they were 3.5 and 4, I'm going, oh my God. <laughs> and then I look and I'm like, oh, Trogues is getting 3.5. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny because there'll be, they'll, we actually uh, made a, a beer that we're going to have here today called Pointer Pale Ale. And although it is a true pale ale in terms of the alcohol, it, it tends to, or the ABV, it, it tends to almost seem like a uh, an IPA, but it is a pale ale. But I made it specifically because I had so many customers saying, we want something more hoppy, something more bitter. And, and I've told the staff, I said, if somebody wants to try the Pointer, please make sure they understand it is going to be bitter and it's going to be hoppy. And then they do. And then they leave a review. It was bitter and hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> and they give you one star. It, right. Yeah, it should exactly. be. Hey, that's oh. a five star because it's exactly what you said you were getting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And, and it's the same in my business. You know, you get a go- it's Google reviews. So you right. got to take yeah. it with a grain of salt. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, you know, my lowest is 325. And 325 mm-hmm. is like, okay, I didn't like that. Right. But it's not saying, again, it's not saying it was a bad right, beer. Right, right, right. It just wasn't. Yeah. And if I do rate something low, I'll describe in the description why. Oh, that's right, nice. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. I just won't good. leave the yeah. the, 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 three, the three two five there <laughs> right. and go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, but after our initial learning curve, I don't even think we do a low number. We just won't put a number to it anymore. At least I, I, still, num- I still check them in and number them. Um, I'm usually in the three seven five to four yeah. two five. Yeah, 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 me too. I've only had a couple five O's. McGarrett's. Yep. So it, it to me a five O is like it's it's a that fucking wow factor. Yeah, right. exactly. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. That was yeah. delicious. So yeah. that's a five O, and I've only yeah. had a couple. Yeah. I don't even give my shit five O's. <laughs> Um, yeah, five O is just a thank you, sir. Can I have another? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one Kevin yeah. never got to sample. <laughs> yeah, one from Trace. Yeah, that's a whole different story. You know, I I don't show up because I'm working. You know, I got to work for a living, and these guys are here drinking. <laughs> well, <laughs> you should have tasted this. Well, you didn't even save me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no. you know what? We're going to save you a little bit in a glass and just put it up there in a the shelf and about <laughs> yeah, just leave it there. And about two months later, it's Kevin. Here's your <laughs> here's our five zero. Anyways, so outside of the full time job and now the second full time job, right. what do you two like to do for extra activities, or when do you even have time? Well, we like we, to travel, scuba dive. Yeah, scuba dive. Wow, yeah. that's where did you learn that's that? All right. that's, that's my goal. That's my next goal in life. I want to learn. Well, how to do scuba. That. Yeah, West Shore scuba. West Shore scuba. Yeah, so. I, I, way back when I was a kid, we're talking like 12 uh, years old, my dad, um, we had a pool and a friend got my dad in, interested in doing scuba. And so he actually did all the, the course of scuba in, in our home pool, although he never went anywhere with it. He just got the certification, hmm. never did anything. But he had the equipment, so I would play. I yeah. would play in the pool with the equipment. And and so I think it was around 2014 or 15 when I and I said, hey, I want to do this because I just remember it so much growing up playing with the equipment. And so I did it, uh, got certified, and then immediately made the rest of the family get certified. <laughs> so we're all certified. And that so we go on vacation, yeah. we can all scuba dive together. Oh, the, cool. the kids yeah. keep us busy. I mean, now they're the last one graduates in December, but you know, with the sports, the field yeah. hockey, the football, the baseball, the softball, you name it, you're we were busy. running. 
you know, yeah. every night. Yeah. So and then it stops, and then you don't know what to do. Right? Yeah. So we <laughs> do a brewery. Yeah, they got a brewery <laughs> going now. So yeah. yeah. Well, um, your the, the the other interest is your shirt that you're wearing near Penn State. Yeah. We, we oh, love yeah, those football. We're all Penn State grads. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. But yeah, the scuba diving. I might doing in a pool. You ain't going to catch me in a fucking ocean. <laughs> but see, here's uh-uh. the thing. A lot of people say, oh, I'll get be claustrophobic. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're claustrophobic is because you're enclosed. Right. And yes, when you get in and you're a brand new scuba person, you're going to breathe too much. Right. And then you learn. But it's it's really pretty vast that when you're looking around, like, oh, I just got to like slow my breathing a little bit and everything's great, but look yeah. at all this. You that can go, their, you can go like only 15, <laughs> okay. 20 feet. I mean, you don't right. have to go 60, yeah. 80 feet. That's know. not the reason. Okay. There's sharks in that damn water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-uh. we've done shark diving. We no, thank them. you. We, <laughs> we actually uh-uh. um, did a shark dive where uh, we, were, we were all in a circle. Uh, all the divers were in a circle, and there was a guy in the middle feeding the sharks, and they would just come and swim by us. Uh-uh. And they were teeth shark. Now, I won't say they're great whites. They, they were, were like more bull like sharks, bull sharks, nurse sharks, tiger sharks, yeah. nurse sharks. Um, but the thing with it that, that had me a little uneasy <laughs> was that we're in regular wetsuits and gear, and this guy's in the middle in a metal mesh suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where's our suit? It's a metal mesh suit. Uh-uh. But no, the thank sharks you. don't like our bubbles. Yes. So that's the key. Yeah. Well, there would there would be a, a a cloud around me because I'd have probably shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they're attracted to shit. <laughs> you never know. No, that's one thing Jaws did me in back in the seventies. Right. I can't even watch those movies. My wife's death to fight the snakes. At least I will watch the shark shows, but you ain't gonna catch me in that water. <laughs> no, thank you. So is, is, is the club? Is there clubs around here? For that, scuba yeah, West Shore Scuba has a club, and they you can get your um, dive certification, and they also offer trips. So, yeah. I'll be on there tonight. Yeah, like I said, yeah. a friend of mine does it too. Uh, that I play racquetball with, uh, Chuck Mullen. I don't know if you know him or not. God, the name rings a bell, but I can't say. He's, he's definitely a certified trainer. Okay, okay, instructor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah. you brought up Penn State. Yes. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> oh, can you, can you? We're all Dean. I see. I can't see the cup. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, here, on their turn to It's still there, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm Syracuse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you guys, you, you, you're saying you went to Penn State? Yeah, we both we, did. We both graduated Penn State. We, we met, met at Penn State in a fraternity. <laughs> okay, in a fraternity at a frat yeah, party. Okay. I bet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Who did the keg stand? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to a different school. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> and, all, and all our kids, the last one graduates in December, and they're all Penn State grads. So they, they all went to Penn State. Yep. So it's a whole yeah. Penn State family. It yep. is. Yes. You bleed yeah. blue and white like I do. We do. Frustrating I, I, as hell. It is. For them. Yeah, I look at it this way. They have all my money. Yeah, all, <laughs> literally. All your money. But they're That's, one of our biggest customers I, in the one business. Oh, are yeah. they are? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you go to a Penn State game... Um, Outside Bryce Jordan Center, we had we would have stuff set up like we would have the mechanical bull and inflatables and stuff like that. So we get a little back. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, it, going to Penn State's not yeah. cheap. No, <laughs> no wonder you got two full time jobs. <laughs> I had a son that went to Penn State. There you go. Even though that both my wife and myself went to the University of Pittsburgh, okay. <laughs> he went to Penn State. That was out of spite, <laughs> I, and he's still spiting me. <laughs> So, yeah, watching Penn State football can be very frustrating. It, it can be, yeah. 
Um, so. I don't. I don't think it's been named who they're going to possibly play uh, New Year's Day. But uh, I think they just did. I think it's Ole Miss. Oh, really? And it's oh. not New Year's Day. I think I saw on the way here. It's Ole Miss, and it's on uh, the thirtieth at oh, the Peach okay. Bowl. They were okay. supposed yeah. to get one of the New Year's Day six bowls, but. Oh well, they can't get over the hump. They once nope. if they want to be relevant, they need to get past Ohio State, Michigan. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. until they do that, yep. they're going to be mid middle of the road. Right. Yep. Agree. Yep. Well, my my concern, and, and we don't want to get too far into football, is Oregon, Washington, <laughs> USC is all coming <laughs> to the Big Ten. Oh my, we we might have to get used to maybe five and seven and five <laughs> instead of ten and two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it Mich- was it Michigan and Iowa played, and, and didn't yeah. Penn State cream Iowa this yes. year? Yes, which was a first. Thirty-one to us- nothing. That was usually a, a tough, tough game. game. Yep. They yeah. played Michigan State. They always play them at the end of the year. Yep. It's always a tough game. They always like, seem to <laughs> choke those games, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they creamed them. Yep. But they can't get over the hump. I don't know. We could sit here and, <laughs> and talk Penn State football until we're blue in the face. And I still might, be angry, yeah. I might be drunk by the time we're done. I heard Jim Harbaugh's allowed to back on the field. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So we never really talked future plans. Is there anything? I don't know. Um, no, really I thought about it. In, in, in both ventures, I have good managers, um, especially with Phantom. So I'm, I'm able to do what I want with the brewery. Um, and uh, no, I mean, pretty much those two, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll stick that out. <laughs> it's nice. And uh, so the building you're in, mm-hmm. where Kevin was going, this is where you're at. You have no maybe making it bigger, moving to a bigger facility, this, or you're no, happy where you're at. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy where I'm at because of one main reason is that we have no interest in doing distribution. Right. Um, and I know a lot of breweries, they, they end up being so large that their their model has to include distribution or they can't survive because they can't sell enough in the tap room. With our, with our small tap room and our small taps, you know, our small brewing system, it seems to be perfect. I with two barrel brewing. I'll give you an example. The next beer we're going to try is the Pitbull. Okay, well the Pitbull, um, the amount of grain that I put into that is about the equivalent of uh, four bag, four fifty-five pound bags of different grains. Okay, that's a big, that's a lot well, of malt, Bill. Well, not really, not for two barrel. So it's two barrel, and we're doing about two hundred pounds. Imagine if it was ten barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to be carrying that in, <laughs> so I'm good with my size because I can handle it. And that, and I, I that's the key. You just said it. Yep. You're happy with the footprint you got, yep. the production you got out, yep. the profit you guys are making. Because let's face it, you go in business, you want to make profit. Right. It's, yep. it's why you go into business, even though the yep. consumers sometimes think you're supposed to be nonprofit. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. <laughs> we got to hit that soon. <laughs> you're, in, you're in business to make a profit. Yep. And I think we've seen some breweries that have closed because yeah. they've expanded way too fast yeah. and over-expanded what, what they wanted to do right. too quick, and they couldn't maintain it. Because you get That's caught right. up in it. You yeah. Know? Right. It's, it's, right. Uh, it's really a little bit of a fallacy that the, the distribution can work for a smaller brewery or even some of the breweries, even like a 10-barrel brewery, um, because they just really can't do enough kegging. Um, yeah, they, they, they make money for every keg they sell, but they don't realize that if they stopped right there, they would be in the, in the hole. 
Right. You know, right. it's almost robbing Peter to pay Paul sometimes is what I feel his distribution is. Um, and that, we, we've had a couple guests on here. They're very happy with their yep. small footprint. Yep. They don't, yeah. there's no need for them I'm, to expand. They I'm don't a big want thinker. It. I always have been. And I knew that having the building that I have and the system that I have, it would contain me <laughs> <laughs> from from my normal big thinking. And it's 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 great the way it is. That's good. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's funny because... Um, Yanni, it, uh, Mason Dixon. Mason Dixon. You know he's changing up some things and putting it on Facebook, and I think that's perfect. You know he he knows his size. He does the outside sales if he needs to during the holidays, but he knows how big he is, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know just change up a wall color, and you know just just enough yeah. to get the, the appeal going. Mm-hmm. And you know I think that's great when you know when you come in and say, oh I'm gonna uh, yeah I got one scheduled to open up next year. That's, that scares me. You know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of beer, you'd mentioned this one. Let's let's get into this next one. This is an IPA, you this said. This is Pitbull yeah. IPA. Now, before you taste it, this is for the IPA drinkers who want that hoppiness. Okay, well, it's 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 got a little bit of a yellowish uh, coloring to it. Not quite pale. Right. Like mo- yeah. some IPAs, and it's definitely not a hazy. Right, yeah. So... And what do you call this one? This the, is Pitbull, this, Pitbull IPA. And is this one of your originals? Uh, it is, yes. Okay. And this is one of the staples that we always have on tap. All right. Yeah. So cheers. Cheers. cheers to Pitbull. <laughs> All right. I do get some of the hop and the bitterness on it, but it's not overbearing. No, yeah. not at all. I guess it is. <laughs> Good, we got somebody. <laughs> I'm getting a little sweet note out of the back end off that green. Me you too. actually do too. Yeah, yes. me too. Yeah, yeah. At, you know, I get that that hop and bitterness on the front of the yeah. mouth, and then that, I get a little bit of sweetness of that malt yeah. coming on, it lingering it, in the back. It's funny. This is mostly two row and hopped with Centennial. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I got to make sure I got the right because I don't, I don't taste that hoppiness. I think I it's get just a little so, bit at the very beginning. I think it's yeah. smooth. So I, I like it. You're just saying one centennial. Now you're grabbing uh, the pear. Yeah, you're grabbing the pear. Yeah. No. No. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> so like you're father, you're, like son. Well, no. During during the brew process, um, there are three different times we like put it. centennial in. Okay. And then it's dry hopped with centennial. So it's basically one hop throughout the process. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One hop throughout. So this yes. you could call this almost a single hopped IPA. Yes. And I like yeah. them. And yeah. we've mentioned that a couple times yeah. because there are several brewers that are doing, you know, they call them garage series or whatever. Right. Where they're concentrating on the hop, and it helps people understand what that hop right brings. Yeah, what do you think, Dave? Um, I I'm going to put on on tap that this is very hoppy and very bitter. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I was being funny. <laughs> I actually, like it. yeah, I, I do too. I, it's actually it's it's actually drinkable, but like I said, it is hoppy, and I am not I'm not. Big on the hoppy bitter beers, right. okay, yep. and that and I taste it. I do taste the bitterness mm-hmm. yep. and I taste the hoppiness in this. I'll wait till he puts it on and then I'll go that much higher <laughs> to even it out. Because <laughs> no, it's, because it's, for IPAs to me, it always tastes like burnt tire, and this is oh, pretty darn good. That's interesting. Okay, and this I'll is have to good. think about that next time. Burnt tire. <laughs> it's better than what my wife called that one carpet yeah. mart beer. <laughs> that carpet was carpet mart. Yeah, because you know how when you walk into Carpet Mart, you smell the chemical of the carpeting? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were, oh, we, were, we were at a local brew pub with Kevin. Yeah. 
And I got a flight, and I told her to taste it. She yeah. goes, oh, my God, it smells like carpet, Mark. That's oh. funny. And said funny. it really loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. So anytime we go in, I'll just joke with her. You want the carpet, Mark, beer, honey? <laughs> she doesn't. His wife doesn't mince any words. <laughs> now that, Boom, there it is. <laughs> that's actually, I, like I said, I get that, I get that hot. And I'm yeah. trying to, it's a little bit of a pine note to it a little bit. I'm thinking. Could, Cent- what does Centennial bring to it? What What are some of the the highlights of a Centennial? Oh, that that might not be something I, I can answer. <laughs> but it um, does have a little bit of that, like a dry bitter to it. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to. It's maybe it's not pine. It's I don't just think like so a pine. like a grapefruit. Maybe I'm not. Sure. I, I tell you, I know Centennial will do that sometimes. Mm. Yes. To to me, this <clears throat> this is the beauty. I love like when I have a new beer out. And yeah. I walk around in the brewery, and I'll ask, "What did you taste?" <laughs> I love to hear that. Yeah. Everybody's and, different. Oh, yeah. it's it's amazing yeah. how people will taste different things. And Absolutely, I have yet yeah. to do an IPA, even though I'm going to. I just have yet We're to, have to yeah. get over it. Right? I I kind of really like this, and I'm not an IPA guy. I'm gonna say you always like yeah. between between here is Altus. There, there. I love their stuff too, and it's, I like yeah. this. You really do. This is a seven point eight percent ABV. Maybe that's why I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost like a double, yeah. IPA, yeah. So that and that's Good. one of your originals, correct? Yes. So that, yeah. and it's. I'm assuming yeah. it's a big hit. It is. It we is. keep it on on tap all the time. It's. Uh, we we have four bright tanks, and then we have the rest on keg. So we our tap is this is actually a twelve tap system. The thirteenth tap is cask ale, so we actually do have cask ale. Um, and uh, but yeah, this is one that's always on tap. Hmm. Uh, I can see why. I mean, for per, for people who like a um, like a you know a hoppy beer that mm-hmm. that that has a good flavor to it. Now, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not fond of it, <laughs> but I will admit that it does have a pretty good flavor. But it's it's Dave, little, you're you're rating out a five zero. <laughs> it's a little it's a little hoppy for me. <laughs> hey Dave. Hmm? Here, have a fucking Snickers. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's that's good because I want a I've moment. Achieved, <laughs> I've achieved that hop and bitterness for you know, so that's good. Yes. <laughs> it's not it's not a bad review, don't yes. worry. <laughs> I tell you what, I, you guys the story's been interesting. Absolutely. Um you know, from starting out, getting ready to open in the fire. Oh, yeah. Put you back. You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. But it didn't let you get you down. No. You no. perceived yeah. and, and conquered. And that's what a true entrepreneur would do. You know, you get knocked down. It's it's not forever. It's you, you, you get back up and what can I do different and how can we make it better? And I think you guys have accomplished that. Thanks. Um, oh, it's, it's a- you know, I got to bring it a next step, though, because... Cheers to the customers, the listeners, because whether, you know, you, Haymeyer, you know, Gems, you know. The, exactly. The ones that have problems, people yeah. come together. And that's, yeah. that's where I was going. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. that's amazing. I know the community stepped up, and I also know the beer community stepped in. Oh, yeah. There were so yeah. many people that contacted me. Yeah. You know, we to see what like we Hema could do too. and help. Because yeah. we went yeah. and visited him, like, the day after. Oh, did you? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I called Brooks that day mm-hmm. when I heard about it and he just said it, yeah. it's a fucking mess yeah right yeah. Um, you know and you get to and we feel privileged to be incorporated into this little beer community it is so yeah. to speak uh, because they'll reach out to us or if we reach out to them and 
they are more than willing to talk to us now. Um, yep. We feel privileged of what we've started that we've gotten into this community. Yeah. And it's it's a great community because it's it's not a competition. Right. There is yeah. plenty of – and you guys are Newville. I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of places in Newville <laughs> no. or in the surrounding area. Carlisle's pretty big. Yeah, Carlisle, Carlisle has a bunch. Yeah. 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 Um, one I'm still trying to work on. Um, <laughs> but, we, you know, we've had several of them on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and any time that there's a problem – the community helps step yeah. up. Oh, right. everybody's Absolutely. been so supportive, and mm-hmm. it is amazing because you. I love the fact that it, it, it is not a competition. What I know? what yeah. I like is what you guys just said. You make, I don't know how to say it properly, but you make your beer around the community. You Correct. Know, right. You know whether it's wanting to get something like a Miller Light or mm-hmm. a, a lesser of an IPA or hoppiness. It, it, it's just so genuine, you know. Yeah. It, Thanks. I, I do a lot of traveling, and it's so interesting because, you know, I. You think you're educated enough, but you always find something new when you're tasting. Mm-hmm. What are you oh, thinking? Sure. I know every fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit. <laughs> I wish I could describe half of the flavors I'm tasting. <laughs> no, I, I think it's awesome. Now, do you get into any collaborations with any of the brewers? Well, it's interesting you say that. Um, not yet. Um, <laughs> however, Lindgren and uh, Lindgren, we're going to do something. We're working. Um, we're trying to get him too. Yeah, yeah, Michael. I, I just we um, with us, we can't really do the cap collaboration. We need to do it at someone else's facility, and with his upgrades to the facility. Um, oh, I think so, I think that's why we have yet to get it. He oh, has he's huge, been busy. I don't know how he's been busy. Right? The, the big. bank oh. is it? The bank he's been reading. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need to get up there. Well, we, no, no, <laughs> well, we've no. been up there, and he gave. We've been up there a couple times. First time he went out of his way, and he gave us a tour and everything. So mm, I think that's awesome, yeah, yeah. and that's but, again that goes back to that community. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he hadn't yet renovated the room that you sit in, but now I know that he has. So I'm curious to get in yeah. and, and see what he's renovated. Well, we'd and, be, uh, we would love to. To, to video your your collab and oh good well, <laughs> well, no, we, we've he, done he, that already he no. said he was so busy with you know getting the new equipment up and running he said Dean we'll get together don't worry and I'm like that's great that, that's, and that only helps promote you it does yeah yeah. Uh, yeah and when they say yeah let's do a collaboration yeah now you know you've established yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see <laughs> coming from a beer coming from a beer kit that was like a curry <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you guys have done you guys have done well. So, so congratulations. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Um, any last comments from you guys? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, tell us once again here. where they can find Whiskers Brewing and what you guys are all about. Well, we are we are downtown Newville, Pennsylvania, literally uh, on the square of the one single traffic light. Um, <laughs> our nemesis is parking. However, there is a small municipal lot behind us and there's street parking all over town and it's really easy to find it just at first you might not realize that the parking is there and uh, we're in a building that was again built in 19 or 1890 so it's an old building uh, but it looks all modern and inside nice and you guys are on facebook instagram uh facebook instagram obviously we have website whiskersbrewing.com yeah even though i got it up here yeah. I got it right in front of us. Okay. <laughs> but I wanted to hear it from you. Uh, Dean and Katie, we've had a great time. Dave, any last comments? 
Um, well, being from Dover, I can identify the one traffic light. <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 wait. Dover does not have just one. There's like ten yeah. on a half mile strip. If you Absolutely. if you include the entire borough, but I mean, if you talk about the just the, the just tra- the, top the, borough. the traffic light at Tom's, right? Yes, <laughs> that, that's that's the traffic. And, yeah. and in fact, it was kind of like uh, uh, funny. We, what was the name of the comedian? David uh, Earl Jones. Earl Jones. Had, Earl David Reed. Earl yeah. David. Yeah, yeah, Earl go. David Reed. He was here, and and he did a he did a stand up, and he said he was going to take a collection, so <laughs> so that Dover can get a second traffic light. But I thought it, I just thought that the, the the story of your um, uh, demise with the fire right. and the whole you know way you rebuild it and everything that was very interesting that was very interesting Kevin any last comments no I just thank you I mean I said kind of what I did you know with all the communities coming together and um, after the first of the year we'll be there or at least I'll be there right. yeah, we, we, yeah we like to try and visit yeah mm-hmm. that's great I, we don't make yeah. any promise of when <laughs> And we're not always there. We try not to be. So. I, I do a lot of traveling, so. Well, we'll send you. Um, we'll send you a card okay. so that you could <laughs> roll out the the, the, the red, red carpet, carpet yeah. and and. and <laughs> well, we we Wait, do have. How about a, the beer mats? Would that work? The beer mats yeah. that, that'll work. Okay. I like it. As long as you don't reuse them on the bar, you know. For, <laughs> yeah. We do have one more beer, and you said this yeah. was a special beer. Yeah, this is called our our uh, Great Pyrenees Pear IPA. Now, Great Pyrenees. That's another Pyrenees. Pyrenees. Yeah. Okay, that, I almost that's said a dog breed. A dog, almost that's said pyramid. Big white ones. <laughs> like, you know the Great Pyramids in Egypt. Yeah. So this is the Great Pyrenees. So this yeah. is a. It's a pear IPA. Pear. And it is the the profile is an IPA, but I think you're going to find that it's not that hoppy. Um, and some of you may get pear. Some of you may not. It's meant to be that subtle. Um, but it is. It does come in at seven point two percent. It's so, one, It's a fan favorite. That's one of their favorites. It, it is, and it's it's a little scary because of the fact that it's not as an IPA that it doesn't have that hop come through. Um, that, that, you know, we have to be careful how many people can have. Sure, <laughs> you don't see a lot with pear. No, not at all. That's what to, to me makes it a little bit unusual. That's awesome. Um, but it's not real. Again, I'm not sure when this was made. Um, <laughs> based there, on the can, is there dates so, on the can? <laughs> is there a, is there a, a Best Buy date Should on the can? <laughs> um, uh, so until this, until this it's is, not carbonated. This, this has been well aged. aged. <laughs> this has been well aged. So yeah, yeah. So. Dean, Katie. Thank you for joining Thank us you. here on the CPP. And if you're out there, we're going to raise a glass with Dean and Katie from Whiskers Brewing in Newville. And from myself, Dave, and Kevin from the right. Central PA Pour. Right. So if you're Cheers. out there, let's raise a glass and let's all be bonded, bonded by, by beer. beer. Cheers. 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 Cheers.